The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where this week we've decided to reverse our roles. I'm Brandon. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be talking about some of the movies we saw this week, in addition to playing a little game show later on. And uh, my intro was in reference to um, last week I saw a movie that had been out like for God knows how long, not recent at all. And uh, this week Andrew's done this, a very similar thing. I was going to say, um, it's not really a reverse, because, like, the movie you went and saw, I wouldn't really consider a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. That's what I usually go watch. I should say the roles are reversed here from last week. Yeah, from last week. That's a better way of putting it. I definitely watched an older, eh, it's only a year old. That's, yeah, not bad, even still. But, moving on, we're going to get to the movie I saw this week, which was Cyrano. So, Game of Thrones meets Les Miserables, as Tyrion Lannister, I mean Peter Dinklage, is thrust into the role of the pivotal Cyrano de Bergerac, a successful poet-slash-soldier who is loved by most, but not the woman he desires. When she falls in love with a new recruit in Cyrano's regiment, she enlists his aid to woo this man through the letters they exchange. However, the new man cannot write write eloquently enough for Roxanne, and it's up to Cyrano to use his prose to woo the woman of his dreams for another man. And if it sounds complicated, it kind of is, but that's kind of part of the fun of the movie. Um, so I went into this thinking it was going to be a very, like, boring historical drama, like, with some musical numbers going in, kind of similar to Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Um, but I was actually really surprised. Um, it was very witty, fast-paced, and, like, the musical numbers were genuinely fun. That does come with the caveat that I don't really remember that mu- them that much after seeing it. But in the time that I watched it, I remember having a really, like, they were fun to play with and work into. Um, what I will say is I think the best part of this movie was the cast. Um, like I mentioned in the, the my opening, um, Peter Dinklage plays the lead role, Cyrano de Bergerac, who's like, the, again, this poet-soldier dude who is loved by a ton of people, but like has is considered ugly, at least in terms of the original play. Like, that's why people don't really like him, why he's kind of in the role of his life that he's in, is that he's supposed to be ugly, but that kind of translates to the film as him being short <laughs> and being different from everyone else, which kind of doesn't work, because Peter Dinklage isn't the worst-looking man, and he's also incredibly charismatic, which I guess helps his character, but I'll digress. I would say he was probably the best part of this entire movie, um, if you like Tyrion from Game of Thrones, it feels very similar to him again. Um, the character of Cyrano is very, like, witty, he's very sarcastic, very eloquent, extremely charismatic. Um, very fun to watch on screen as he interacts with the people around him. Um, especially through his dialogue, which I'll get into a little bit later, because it's, there's a specific reason why I like that so much. Um... Yeah, I, he everyone, and in addition to him, like, the rest of the cast is also pretty amazing. Um, his kind of, I guess, the person playing opposite to him, the his love interest, essentially, um, Roxanne. Um, she was played by Haley Bennett, who was an actress I hadn't heard of or seen in anything before this. And I'm genuinely surprised, because she's really good. <laughs> like, really, really good. Um, she had a really good singing voice, which was uh, great for the role, whatever. But she was also, like, very, like, commanding when she was on screen. She knew how to, like, command the entire presence. Even when someone like Peter Dinklage was in the scene as well. She really made herself feel like the centerpiece of the entire film. Which is kind of the point. But, like, it was really surprising from someone I hadn't seen on screen at all before this. 
very good at playing this character who is essentially self-absorbed yet witty and also very passionate and also speaks very eloquently. Like her and Peter Dinklage have a lot of good scenes together where they're both essentially almost reciting poetry at each other. It was in incredibly impressive. And I also like to point out, it was nice to see someone um, who was kind of like non-traditionally beautiful. I think usually when we see a lot of movies like this, the lead, the lead female, oh my God, the female lead is usually like falls into a similar archetype of like the skinny blonde woman. Um, but she was more like, she was a bustier woman. Like she was a larger woman, which was really nice to see. Um, also, there were a lot of really good, like, smaller side characters. Um, specifically, the one that pops out to me is Ben Mendelsohn as De Guish. I don't know how to say that one. He's kind of like this um, governor-type role who Roxanne is supposed to marry, but she doesn't want to for a variety of reasons. Um, he doesn't come up much throughout the film. Like, he isn't, like, a main focus. But he has incredibly good villain energy in this, specifically referencing his musical number that he has later on. He almost felt like a Disney villain, like in how, like you know how every Disney villain has like their song. This felt very similar to that, which was really cool for a character who hadn't been like all that involved in the movie up until that point. Like he commanded the screen there. Um, so there were again a ton of good performances like this. Um, the man who Roxanne falls in love with, he was excellent in his role of playing this man who was like essentially thrust into a position he had no way of actually succeeding in. He is not an eloquent man. He is very, like, I was born on the streets kind of dude. Like, I don't know how to speak eloquently. I don't know how to win a woman over and use all these fancy words. I'm very much so, like, I say what I want to say. Which was, again, perfect for this kind of movie. Um, and then going into the script, again, this is another part that I really liked, is how they kind of talked at each other. And it's what made the movie really fun for me. It, like I said earlier, it's almost like they're reciting poetry at each other with how they talk. Because they're very eloquent in their speech. I'd almost even say, to a point, it's almost like a very poetic rap. And it, it's, hard, it's, kind of, it's hard to explain that part. It's very musical, yet fast-paced and like... It, it, it's just, you know it when you... I, I knew it when I saw it. And I thought it was very impressive and it was very fun to watch and listen to these characters like move at this pace. Um, so I, I love those all that about the movie. I will say besides that, the movie is a little bit lacking. Um, the songs are definitely fun, like I said, but they are a little forgettable. Like I can't really remember a ton of them right now. Um, and I will also say the story can be a little out there at times, like in that I'm not, like, I had trouble kind of following where it was going, there were a lot of time skips, and you're just sitting there, like, it's like once, like, a lot of this, the movie is set in, like, one city, doing the love triangle stuff, and then they leave, and then there's a time skip, and it's like, what's happening, huh? <laughs> um, so it wasn't as strong, um, however, even with all of that said, I would say it's definitely worth a watch just for the casting alone because they really like hold this movie together and I was genuinely impressed by everyone's performances in this movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How long was it? I'm trying to remember. I think it was about an hour 50. It's one of those movies that again doesn't really feel as long as its um runtime is. It felt much shorter than that, which Probably is good cuz probably without credits it says two th two hours three so without yeah. credits probably an hour 50 yeah probably about an hour 50 
I'm gonna get didn't really feel it. It felt really fast paced and very. It had my attention the entire time, which is again the best thing you can hope for in a movie like this. So yeah, I would definitely say I would definitely recommend it. Hmm. Um, interesting. It was nominated for an Oscar. I don't know what Oscar because yeah, um, I think it was best costuming. I looked. I was looking at the IMDb for it earlier, and it had a couple of awards listed. And Haley Bennett, she's been in actually a lot of stuff. She um, has, but I haven't seen her in any of that stuff. She like, played Molly Hartley in The Haunting of Molly Hartley. That was like her breakout role kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in The Magnificent Seven, which, which I think would be her. Was the Netflix? Was I think. The, was that the no, Adam Sandler one? No, that's the Netflix movie. The Magnificent Seven, was that was the Chris Pratt Denzel Washington, wasn't it? I think it was. Might have been. I don't know what the adam sandler one was that one was the comedy yeah but, uh hardcore henry i think she she might have played the yes i think in that was henry. the that was the one actually now i'm thinking about it i did remember her from that one because mm-hmm. i was looking at that earlier but mm-hmm. yeah she was fantastic in this movie um which was again very surprising to me because I, I i only really I, I do remember her from hardcore henry but she didn't stand out to me in that movie but then again, that movie wasn't really about the performances. It was more about the action itself. Right. Interesting. Yeah, not really much of anything else. Apparently yeah. she's going to be in the Borderlands movie, which I didn't know they were making. Oh. That's going to be interesting. That would be Another video game movie that we can all be disappointed by. <laughs> um, well, now, since I'm trying to load IMDb again, because for some mm. reason it keeps giving me bad gateways. Oof. Uh, I went and saw, well, I didn't go, go and see, I sat on my couch and I watched a movie that came out in 2021. It's called Nobody. Um, it is stars Bob Odenkirk, who, if you're not familiar with Bob Odenkirk, he plays Saul in Better Call Saul and in, um, Breaking Bad. Um, this movie follows a docile man, a uh, family man, who slowly uh, reveals his true character after his house gets burgled by two petty thieves, which coincidentally leads him into a bloody war with a Russian crime boss. Um, that description is kind of misleading because the, t- the two people that burgled his house have nothing to do with the Russian crime boss. So this movie's kind of weird. And it's not really all over the place. But it does jump around a lot. And (laughs) it's kind of funny at places too. Because so his house gets broken into. And he's got a golf club in his hands. And like his son is helping him out. And he tackles one. The son tackles one of the burglars. And the female burglar like turns around to look at the sun and turns his back on um i'm just gonna call him nobody because that's what he can, keeps can like um referring himself as so he, she turns his back on nobody that's really strange to say that now <laughs> like that's really strange to say that it's like something um, straight out of the odyssey yeah. <laughs> she turns his back on no one nobody. no um so she turns his back on him and he's about to hit her with the club and he doesn't and um he just tells his son to get off the guy and and then they leave the bur- the burglars leave and you know there's some like family tension because his son's like really mad that he didn't like take out one of the burglars and 
there's this weird thing going on with him and his wife where they're sleeping in the same bed, but they have like a wall of pillows that separate each other. So like that's not really addressed as to why mm-hmm. that's happening. They just kind of, they just at one point kind of say, you know, he says we haven't had sex in like months. We haven't made love in years. We have, there, haven't like, kissed in a while. Any other romantic tension between them no. throughout the movie? So no, weird. like like they play nice with each other um, when they're in front of their kids because obviously they don't want their kids to know that something's happening. But no, that's no like but yeah so like and he's supposed to be this like you find out that he's like this special agent or they call him um damn i can't even remember what they called him they call uh uh, are they uh, an accountant or or not something some some a word (laughs) for yeah like he said he was in the military He said he was in the military and he was like uh, an advocate or an accountant or, or, or an advisor or something like that. And so you think that his military job isn't that important, but then you find out that like his military job makes him like a badass. Mm-hmm. So he comes, he's like not worried about anything like that, the, that those burglars stole. And then his daughter is like looking for something and she, he goes, what are you looking for? And she's like, my kitty cat bracelet. I can't find it. And she's like, well, where did you leave it last? And it was, she left it in the bowl that the burglars were stealing out of. And that like s- makes him snap. So like, because he thinks that these burglars stole his daughter's kitty cat bracelet, he snaps and mm-hmm. he like goes on this, he goes to there, he goes and f- tries to find the burglars and he finds out where they live and just starts beating the hell out of them with their gun, like the guy with the gun, and he's screaming at him, "Give me the effing kitty cat bracelet!" <laughs> like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Too? I, like, yeah, it it kind of like is. It, it feels like a it, comedy setup. It kind of is. It's not like there's not really like laughs. I would say like there's not like mm-hmm. jokes, but like it's. I was laughing. I was just like this guy. Like he snapped because of a kitty cat bracelet. This seems like the kind of joke I'd come up with. Like, and then you don't yeah. see them ever again. Like that's it with the, with the burglars. He like yeah. leaves. Like he sees that they have a baby that is on oxygen, and then he leaves, and you never what see them heck? again. And so he's riding the bus home, and a group of Russians get into an accident next to the bus, and then they get on the bus, and then he like wants to take out all this aggression, so he starts beating the hell out of all these Russian dudes. which then starts this war with this Russian crime boss because one of them was his brother. And you're like, okay, (laughs) whatever. So you're sitting there laughing your ass off. Yeah, I'm just like, what is going on? And the action is pretty cool. Like, he's a pretty good fighter. And there are points of the movie where I was laughing because, like, he got kidnapped like they they, this russian mob came to his house and like he put his his family in the basement and he Mm -hmm. started going around the house with like knickknacks like a like a knife and like he would grab something else and just start beating the hell out all these russian uh guys and then he gets kidnapped and after he gets kidnapped he manages to escape his handcuffs and crashes the car that they're in and as he's crawling out of the car, he's sitting next to one of the guys who's like basically cut in half and he starts explaining, like he starts doing his like little like, um, like monologue of like who he is and like what he did for the military. And in the middle of that, the he looks down and the guy's dead. 
So, like, he's just talking to a dead guy, mm-hmm. and he's just like, ah, shit. Like, like, so, like, you don't really know, like, what he does. But yeah, it's it's a weird movie. I will say some of the cinematography of the fight scenes is pretty cool because mm-hmm. there was one scene near the end. He gets his family, like, his family, I guess, is, like, his brother or his, his adopted brother and his father were also in the same line of work. So, like near the end of the movie they the three of them like are teaming up and fighting the the rest of this russian mob and then so you you get to the this this end scene and uh there's one point where uh his half brother is all the way across the room and he's about to get like snuck up on and he throws him a gun and the camera is like planted on the the gun so like Mm -hmm. the the camera is like is like rotating in the air like attached to the gun and then you see you know his half brother come into view and like he grabs it and i was like that is actually a really cool shot Mm -hmm. like because you're just you're getting the perspective of the gun flying through the air instead of just watching it fly through the air it was pretty good though um i will say it's only 90 minutes um so you could definitely just kind of put it on in the background or something and and watch it i would like it's it's not that bad it's 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 very john wick-esque um without keanu reeves obviously so but that yeah that's his whole thing is he's 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 a nobody like every time they say who are you he's like i'm nobody and like that was his in in his military file like Mm -hmm. his his project name was nobody because he would go in and like just like murder people and for like if he's like "Eh, if we couldn't if we couldn't decide what to do or if they didn't decide to do the right thing they would send me in and he like that's what he did he just goes and murders everybody and christopher lloyd plays his father and watching christopher lloyd or doc brown for any of you who don't know who christopher lloyd is he from back to the future uh, watching him as an old man just shotgunning people in the face and in the stomach was awesome um but it was, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was like ninety minutes. It was just something I watched today, and plus it's, it's got free a good, on HBO it's, Max. So. It's it's free with an HBO Max subscription. So mm. hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Um, uh, <laughs> go watch it on HBO Max today. Okay. Well, but it got seven. It got a seven point four out of ten. Huh. On IMDb, so you know it's not terrible not terrible and it's funny because i remember i didn't remember this movie initially but the second mm-hmm. i looked up the poster for this and i mentioned this before with you i knew exactly what it was because i'd been seeing advertisements for this film all over the place and it, like mm-hmm. you said it just kind of looked like a john wick knockoff so i didn't think anything of it um but i do kind of like that it is kind of funny <laughs> that's like because it does the premise does seem kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. so i like that i hopefully that was intentional and they really just went in on that okay and speaking of good intentions, let's move on to everyone's favorite game show, Pilot Wings. Okay, and for those who don't know, Pilot Wings is a game show where I pitch Andrew three show log lines for pilots that would have gotten made. Two of them are real, one of them is fake, and it's up to Andrew to guess which one is the fake one. So, starting off with number one. 
ex-marine Daniel Hardwood wouldn't have wouldn't ever have considered himself a family man. However, after an accident leaves his niece Sasha without any other family, he decides to do right by her and take her in. Little does he know how unprepared he is for the modern trials and tribulations of raising a 13-year-old girl. A beautiful but unhappily married female photographer begins a torrid affair with a lawyer for a powerful family. When he turns out to be defending a murder suspect who is being prosecuted by her husband, the relationship in the case begin a spiraling series of betrayals with cataclysmic results for everyone involved. And three. When Terry Gannon, a recently divorced single mother, temporarily moves in with her estranged father, a beer-swilling former baseball player, she reluctantly starts coaching her son's underdog Little League team and is drawn back into the world of sports she vowed to leave behind. So, Andrew, which one do you think is the fake one? Okay. Something immediately jumped out at me. Mm -hmm. Which makes me think it's fake. Mm -hmm. um, going over them, the beautiful and unhappy married couple, married female photographer, turns out to be defending a murder suspect who's prosecuted by her husband. That just sounds way too bizarre mm -hmm. but maybe um that's so weird that's like, yeah that okay. is a pretty unusual um, concept and then the recently divorced single mother temporarily moves in with her estranged father this this one's all about family i can see uh cue the vin diesel memes um, <laughs> these, these three are all about family mm -hmm. um that last one with the little league team like they all sound fake mm -hmm. like that last one sounds like a comedy but it's not a comedy because of the way that it's uh described you know uh, uh, a estranged father who's a beer swilling former baseball player mm -hmm. definitely sounds there's some drama in there uh that th that second one um definitely is a weird subject mm -hmm. like her husband is a prosecutor and she's uh, having an affair with a defense attorney and they're working the same case. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're going to get many episodes out of that. Mm -hmm. And then the one that threw me off is the first one. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you why. It's because you said it was an ex-Marine Daniel Hardwood wouldn't never have considered himself a family man. And wouldn't never is a double negative. Mm -hmm. So that means that he would have considered himself a family man. And either that's a mistake by the people who made the show, mm -hmm. or you might've put in a double negative on accident. So I'm going to go with my gut and say number one, because that double negative is throwing me off. And I don't feel like people who write synopsises would do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, it was the first one. Uh, I edited that one a bunch, and I must have forgotten to take that out. Yeah, That's annoying, was, too, because I thought I that would be my say, best one. I heard you say, uh, wouldn't never have considered, yeah. and I was like, what? Yeah, I changed if that one around a lot. If it was not a double negative, if it just said, would never have considered him a family man, I probably would have went with the second one because yeah. that one just sounds so weird. Yeah. So apparently that one is called betrayal and it got a single season. 
And surprise, surprise, it didn't get another season after that. Well, I mean, all of the shows that we do on here don't get multiple That's not seasons. true. That's not true. There mm-hmm. have been a couple that actually have gotten multiple seasons. Um, but usually they're bad and they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one's called Back in the Game, and it also only got a single season. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really annoyed. I thought I would. I was. I thought I had a good one this week. I, you did. Uh, that was a good one. No, yeah. The the double negative that, like threw me off. Uh, at, like immediately. Like yeah. and that was and being that was the first one in the first sentence. I was like, that has to be a mistake. Like he had <laughs> to have made a mistake in writing it. Yep. And that's why you should always proofread, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, hopefully next week I won't make such an obvious glaring mistake. <laughs> we'll have a better one to go with. Um, and with that said, let's move on to some of the movies that are coming out in the following week. Um, and thankfully, it being the middle of March, we are getting more movies coming out. Um, specifically, um, there's a couple that have stuck out to me. One of which I've talked about before, The Outfit. That's the one with that tailor who has to outwit a, gr- outwit a group of mobsters, which I thought sounded like a fun concept. Hmm. I just like the idea. I think there's a lot you can do with that. Like, you have one night, you have to escape the mafia. How do you do it? Um, so I thought that could be kind of fun. Um, and then the other one, which I've seen a lot of trailers for, um, it's an A24 movie that seems to be getting some X. hype around it. X, yes. Mm. Um, I've kind of been seeing people compare it to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their recrusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. I, oh, looks, looks every right. time... Mm-hmm. I put YouTube on. Yeah. That's the ad that plays. I've been seeing it on TikTok a lot. And it pops up everywhere. And they've recently made an ad for it mm-hmm. that's only 15 seconds. And I have to sit through it because it doesn't let you skip the ad. Yeah. Uh, whereas before it wasn't. It was a, it was a longer clip. So, like, they didn't. They, you, you could skip it. Yeah. But the first time I watched it all the way through and I was like, huh, that seems interesting like psycho family kind of uh vibe going i will say if for some reason there are any kids watching uh don't go see this movie because they're like in the rating there's Mm -hmm. like 10 lines of why it's rated r like it's crazy how (laughs) how how like yeah, let's see. Uh, let's Which is see. unusual for an A24 movie, because they do horror, but they don't usually do, like, really gory horror. Uh, strong Explicit bloody horror. violence and gore, strong sexual content, graphic nudity, drug use, and language. Yeah. And it's definitely, definitely one of those movies. Yeah. Um, because it's um, it's based around, like, a um, like a pornographic company, isn't it? Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're doing a they're shooting a porno they're shooting a porno in, in some like random farm middle of nowhere family finds them doing it and bada yeah. boom bada bing chaos begins mm. so i mean that it sounds like a good concept i don't know if i'll see it um oh dang it might be kid a little too gory for me kid who, oh that singer the, gotcha the singer oh okay yeah <laughs> but besides that i don't really have too much else for this week no those are my either. two um, I don't know what I'm going to see for next week. Um, mm. There's like nothing until <laughs> April. Until April, which well, I, yeah. I, it's Morbius, right? That's the one you're... Yeah. Well, yeah. April, there's a movie every week. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. 
and uh there's another and thing cow called... i forgot cow was coming yeah, out cow. yeah that's uh. that's the next week so morbius is april 1st and yeah. then sonic ambulance and then cow on the yes. 8th fantastic beasts and father stew which i've seen clips for that father stew like the trailers for it it actually mm-hmm. looks good i might go see it interesting yeah um, april seems like it's got a lot going on um and then you've got gonna that be exciting. Nick, nick cage movie at the end of april looking forward to that and the northman yep which i don't know if you've even seen trailers for but that also looks really good um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so exciting but yeah april looks very exciting and i, I can't wait for promising. us to get into it Okay. Well, I think that takes us to the end of this episode. Um, Andrew, do you have anything you want to plug this week? Um, yeah, I think we're finally going to do sports and nonsense again. Oh my God. After two months. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a, there was a point in time we were, me and Rich were talking last week mm-hmm. and he's like, why haven't we done the podcast? And I was like, well, you never texted me about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were busy. And he's like, I thought you were mad at me. And I was like, why would I be mad at you? Like, that's, <laughs> And he's like, I don't know. That's just how my brain works. And I'm like, no. I was like, we'll do it next week. And he's like, okay, good. So hey, so hopefully that will be returning. Hopefully this weekend we'll have it returning, yes. depending yes. on what I'm doing. Because there's family in town this, this week. Oh, so. that does complicate things. Um, as for me, um, I would plug psycho gorman again go watch psycho gorman i think about that movie every day (laughs) it's it's so fantastic please watch it um but yeah besides that um thank you guys for listening to the show um i'm brandon andrew and it's been a pleasure having you all on see you next week